Hi, this is Jamie from Calibrated Power Solutions. Just want to take a moment of your time and thank you, the listener, for your loyalty and your obligation listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. To show our appreciation, we're offering a 5% coupon to be used on any order from now until the end of the month. Simply mention thank you when you call 815-568-7920. Ask from one of our sales associates, Chris, Danny, Jim, or Paul, and remember to mention thank you. That's 5% off, 5% off any order by calling 815-568-7920. The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Man, Paul, we've had some super cool episodes. I don't know how you got a hold of the editor of Diesel Power Magazine, but nice job on that. KJ was a riot. KJ was a riot. Yeah, I actually met him out at um, XDP's diesel event, so their big event, their open house. Bob Peterson brought him by the booth, and uh, we started talking. And yeah, that what a great guy, man! Just so much insight. Well, he is cool, and uh, man, he—I listened to the episode again, and I was cracking up. Yeah, and I probably shouldn't have given him such a hard time about the about the events. He didn't create them, but exactly. You yeah. know, he didn't give birth to it, man. Just take it easy. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Chris Emke on the show last week. We were talking about lift pumps, air dogs, fast pumps, fuel lab. Yeah, you two girls poking at me. I couldn't be here. I couldn't be here. Hey, all right, that that's it. Just because you all uh, there is to it. Want to leave work, you know, unexcusably. Right. Just leave. That's it. Then, I was just out being lazy on a Friday. That's well, right. Everybody's got to play hooky every now and then. <laughs> but the lift pumps, you guys did have a ton of great content, uh, listeners. If you haven't checked that out, or if you've been thinking about a lift pump, it's a, a plethora of information there. I would say, good job. That was a cool episode, and uh, I, it was funny. One day last week, I was super tired, hadn't didn't have much sleep, and. You're like talking about this lift pump episode, and I was like so tired. I'm like, what could be so cool about a lift pump episode? <laughs> and then Dan- I- <laughs> Danny finally getting tired out by the newborn at home, right? So Danny's running on like six hours of sleep for the week, and he literally looks at me and is like, dude, do, you, do we even want to do this lift pump? Like, what are we going to talk about? And I just, I started losing it. I'm like, we already did this. We already did this. <laughs> and it, and we did have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So we definitely dug into those, uh, the different setups and why they're important. And I, I think everybody should listen to it if you own a diesel. Um, but I just, I want to talk about the future. Stop talking about the past. Boom. Big things coming. Huge things. We have a huge guest. Surprise guest. Two weeks from when you hear this, we'll have a surprise guest on. Uh, keep listening. We're not going to give any details now about who it is. Um, just a teaser that there are big things coming. Huge. Huge. Jesus. Love it. Um, we're also going to talk with Phil Grandinetti. I can't believe you – you know, we work with Phil every day, and I can't pronounce his last name to save my life. I just call him Phil. Yeah, but yes, a shop manager from Duramax Tuner, Calibrated Power. We're going to bring him in. We're going to talk about transmission troubleshooting. Yeah, so the old all, P700. Oh, my God. PO700, boys. Love it. Love it. That's going to be a, a good meaty tech episode. It's going to be great. Well, we have a lot to look forward to, so thanks for listening. But today, on the phone, right now, we have Caleb McKenney. Boom, Caleb, how's it going? Good, good, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great, doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. No, excellent to be on. Glad y'all have me. Absolutely. We want to provide everybody with more insight of how to set up uh, their truck if they have a similar build uh, to yours. And tell us, what are, you, what are you running right now, Caleb? Right now, I have a 2015 Dodge 2500 with the Cummins, just the regular Everyday Joe stuff. I have an AFE intake and edge box tuner. Hopefully, hopefully working towards more, much, much more. 
Absolutely. And Caleb, we're going to dive into a whole lot of questions about that. And we're going to find out what got you started in diesel performance right after a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're breaking new ground in the turbocharger market with our Stealth Series. The Stealth 64 is a perfect replacement for any stock turbocharger on any year Duramax. The 64mm compressor wheel adds at least 80 rear wheel horsepower on a stock fuel system while maintaining stock drivability and excellent spool up. The Stealth 64 also helps maintain lower EGTs under heavy loads, especially useful for you guys pulling. If you're looking to upgrade or replace your stock turbocharger, Check out the Stell 64. Perfect balance between power and drivability in a drop-in stock-appearing turbocharger. For more information, check out DuramaxTuner.com or give us a call at the office at 815-568-7920. Caleb, we're back. You got a 2015 Cummins now, but what got you started in diesel performance? And the very first thing that got me started in diesel at all was at least 15 years ago. Um, my dad was out of town on work. His brother came to stay with us for a while, and he rolled up the driveway in a 2001 5.9 Cummins with a third pedal, and I was just in awe. <clears throat> you know, I looked at the thing, and I smelled it, because you couldn't help it back then, and I looked at it and heard it and said, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. I want to know. I, I want one. I must have one. And every chance that I got from then on out, every time I was looking at a new vehicle, it would be looking for a diesel. And, you know, that was that was back when I was seven, eight years old. So as soon as I got the, the bug, it bit me hard, and I kept looking ever since. And I worked every day that I could to finally have one parked in my own driveway. Twelve valves are like tits, man. They give 12-year-olds a hard-on. What can you say? That's a 24-valve. <laughs> 24-valve. Yeah. I'm sorry, 24-valve. But, yeah, they, they do uh, have that thing. They, they, they put a smile on your face. True story. Oh, it was glorious. I, I saw it, and I just, you know, why? Why, why even have that? But then I wanted one. So the question was answered. <laughs> what kind of trucks have you had throughout the years? Is this your first diesel or have you had a few before this? Uh, this is my first diesel to own. I've worked on, worked with many, many Cummins, many, many Duramaxes over my previous jobs. Uh, prior to this, I had two F-150s and another Dodge 1500, all good trucks. But, you know, gas trucks are like tofu. You can season up however you want, but it's still not the meat that is a beef. <laughs> man. I love it. I love it. I'm supposed to have these one-liners. Caleb, what's yeah. up, man? <laughs> I love that. That's good. Tofu, man. Don't be driving around tofu. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm going to have to hear that all week next week while Danny sits next to me on the phone and says it 100 times. That'll oh, be yeah. the new one-liner. Hey, there you go, man. You know, when you got a good one, you got to share it. <laughs> That's it. And burn you with it a few times. Hey, only works if you burn. <laughs> I think it's really cool what you're driving now. You told us uh, before the episode started, you're driving a 2015 that's emissions intact. And what kind of tuner are you running on it? Uh, it's just a regular box edge CTS. Uh, I've had edge in all of my trucks. I like what they do. It's it's good for what I need. And being the diesel tuner, it has plenty of options to go through stock power to something a little bit more than what the stock transmission setup is probably comfortable with, but sometimes I just don't care. Sometimes you just got to stop into it. So. <laughs> Caleb, tell me more about how the truck ran stock compared to with a box programmer on it. We always talk about even a box programmer is an improvement from where you get it from the showroom. Tell us about your experience with that. 
Well, on every truck that I've had, especially this one, it improves it no matter what. I mean, because when they're running it through the factory, it's just like anything else. It's like ordering a burger at McDonald's. There's been a million made that day, and you just got one of them. The tuners, even a box tuner, has the time or somebody has provided themselves with enough time and know-how to make it better. There's no way that I think a tuner, a box tuner, can make it worse. And unless, of course, you get in it and fiddle with it with timing or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah. Uh, Beware I, I found of the a very custom decent, improvements. Uh, fuel economy gain, and the power is definitely there. Okay. Excellent. Are you going into regen more often now that you're uh, tuned with that edge monitor? Man, I don't know. The truck only has 6,000 miles on it. I've had it for a year. So <laughs> and like I told you all before the show started, it's uh, my wife's daily driver. I just kind of play with it. So <laughs> As emasculating as that is, that's the truth. <laughs> the things we do to keep our wives happy. True story. Exactly. True story. We all know that sleeping on the couch ain't no fun. Oh, you didn't know that buying a, a couple thousand dollar ring meant that you were hiring a social and financial coordinator for the rest of your life? No, uh, I pretty yeah. much knew that. <laughs> I needed that in my life, though. Not <laughs> Same here, yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> For real, I hired a, so- a financial coordinator. My credit score went up sixty points overnight. It was crazy. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, if I didn't you... have her, I'd be sleeping in a seven hundred horsepower truck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. No kidding. So, what do you use this thing for? Uh, actually, my wife is an ag teacher at the local high school, so she is hauling critters feed kids whatever whatever you can put in the bed it's it's been there and she's done it with it and uh, that's that's what the truck is for it's not i'm not looking for a major horsepower build i'm just there or in this to address some reliability issues that i've experienced with working with cummins and other diesels so that's that's what i'm trying to do let's talk about that what kind of reliability issues have you run into in the past well with the cummins now, given the, the the ways that I would have used these Cummins trucks before is very, very punishing. Uh, it was for tree farm and landscape nursery, which doesn't sound like it would be that hard on trucks, but they're running 10, 12 hours a day. They're riding up and down nasty dirt roads or turn roads, pulling way more than they should in the first place. So I've experienced firsthand uh Fuel systems go bad from underfiltration or bad fuel. You know, I've had head gaskets pop off, turbos get clogged. When when the emissions stuff card started coming out, that you know the EGR is going bad. It's just it's just tough. You know the uh, the steering on these Dodge trucks is notoriously weak. That goes out very soon. At least in my experience, I don't, I don't know. I don't spend much time on the road pulling. It's in everyone's experience. Yeah, Dodge, so I'm, I'm, Dodge I'm trying to address all suck. those issues. Okay. Okay. I hear you there. Yeah, using it for the farm and for egg purposes, absolutely. I can see why you would want a truck like that. But as far as uh, if you ever get this truck back in your possession again, are you planning <laughs> on doing anything to it? Oh, well, I mean, even with the wifey driving it, I'm, I'm definitely looking for uh, – one of the compound setups that Hardway has to offer. I'm very impressed with what those have been advertised as and how they've been tested as many people have 
so kindly shared on Cummins forums and things of, of that nature. And I definitely want to address the transmission. This this 68 RFE is kind of unimpressive, in my opinion, in its stock form. So that's, that definitely needs to be taken care of. And uh, naturally, with upping the induction studs and full delete kit, because who needs it? No! Oh, oh man. No, Caleb! Well, I'll tell you. Caleb, on, I'm so it. glad we're talking today. Yeah, I'm so absolutely. glad we're talking today. You're going to have such a better truck after talking with Danny and I. This is going to go great for you. What an awesome opportunity. For sure. We have uh, Clint Cannon. He's the owner of ATS. Um, he's running, I think, 2015, Paul. Correct. Twin turbo emissions intact Cummins truck, and he's in high altitude in Colorado. And he wanted to stay, you know, sleeper status. He wanted to have that smoke-free power. And uh, he's buzzing around uh, Colorado in that truck. Man, I'm so jealous. Let's let's start back at the beginning, though, Danny. Let's start back at the beginning. Number one, you said you wanted to do a twin kit. Tell me about what benefits you're hoping to gain out of a twin kit, Caleb. Just any twin kit. Well, well, uh, more, well more towability, possibly increased drivability. Uh, it's not that big of an issue. Uh commute around here is not not very much but uh towability is very important and as i failed to mention just previously i wanted to knock down the egrs but i've had experience with the egrs getting kind of dangerous uh pulling heavy loads with these trucks i'm sure everybody has it's pretty synonymous with towing at all so that's that's kind of what i'm getting after with that it's not like i said earlier it's not going to be just a mad horsepower drag truck sled truck anything like that just want to get performance and drivability out of it okay okay so if you're not drag racing and you're not sled pulling and you're looking for twin turbos for tow capacity let's let's drop a couple truths number one your stock turbo is fully capable of towing any load up to gross vehicle weight however that's not what i would recommend as the best towing setup so a stocker s475 every single guest every single turbo person we've ever talked to that has tried them will tell you that's the best towing setup. So I love the idea of adding on a stocker S475 twin kit to help towing. But the way it helps in towing is by managing EGTs. So it keeps you with really low EGTs and gives you plenty of power by providing more CFM. So it compresses more air into the combustion, right? Right. Okay. You've seen EGR failures on older trucks. I noticed earlier you had mentioned 07 and a half right when the the first DPFs, when the first 6.7s came out. When right. it was first-generation technology, first-generation technology sucks. It just does. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Everything gets better with revisions. And something that we've seen out of Cummins is some really awesome revisions to their emissions equipment. Number one, they increased the size of their EGRs, which helped because they don't have condensation problems. So the problem that EGRs used to fail wasn't necessarily that the EGR itself would fail. Pushing soot, pushing exhaust back into the intake doesn't hurt or dirty anything up. That exhaust and that dirt just came out of the combustion cylinder. Putting some of it back in does not harm the engine. That, that's a common misconception about what EGRs do. The problem EGRs would have is that because they were too small of coolers, they would see rapid heating and cooling. Rapid heating and cooling of air creates condensation. Condensation inside of an EGR plus soot creates that gook. And that's what everybody tends to call it, sludge or gook inside of the EGR. That is what would cause EGRs to fail. 
So once Cummins had years to diagnose this and millions of dollars in development, they decided, hey, this is really easy. If we improve the EGR design, we won't see the rate of EGR failures. Totally 100% true. Number two, deleting the DPF on a 2015 with 6,000 miles is basically saying that the value of your warranty is zero because you, you're definitely not going to have any, right? So you're, you're saying that any cost of your vehicle is now just the cost of the vehicle. None of that goes, none of that value goes towards the cost of your warranty. For a lot of guys, that's a tough pill to swallow to really say that it was a $60,000 truck, but that truck probably only cost 55, five grand of that was just for your warranty, just in case shit happens. I don't know about you, but I like insurance. I like warranty. I like having a backup plan to go to. So I always tell guys, if you're under warranty, let's just tune the truck emissions equipment intact and hope we never have a problem because we're going to get the truck up to 500 horsepower. It's going to be a motherfucker to drive. It's going to be a blast. And if shit goes sideways, you have a backup plan. It's not the perfect backup plan, but it's at least a backup plan. Uh, now, that right. is just my opinion. I will say we have still seen emissions failures on trucks that idle for extreme periods of time. So if you're out in the middle of a field and you're going to let the truck idle for 12 hours a day, that can be problematic. I, I definitely understand that there. But in your situation, there's so many better opportunities. You know, and that, that's what I always want to express to people is that you have more options than just deleting. And I don't think a lot of people really take those seriously because they hear about so many DPF failures. Would you say that's fair, Caleb? I, I would agree with that. Uh, but, you know, like like you said, even it, the EGR, DPF, and the SCR is still all relatively new technology in the world of diesels and, you know, any any sort any sort of performance at all. Where the old school thought was just let it breathe, let let it all just be loose. So sure. I, I think it's gonna. And in so the I agree old, with what you're saying, and you raise very good points. And yeah, in the old mechanical trucks, me. everything uh, was was about breathing and and exhuming gas, right? Like it was all about controlling the air, and you could throw whatever fuel you want at it because it had a non-VGT turbo, because it had manual uh, driven injectors, or even in the electronic driven injectors, still not nearly as responsive as what today's injectors are. The Cummins has right. a really unique system for how it goes into regen as well, which is one reason why over 6,000 miles, you don't know if it's been in regen. I doubt your wife does either. Not that she doesn't know anything about trucks, but even most well-educated, well-experienced truck owners don't know when a Cummins is going into regen because they do it so slickly. They don't have a ninth injector that sprays extra fuel and doses the exhaust. What they do is they, they open your injector when the piston's down, not when it's up. And that leaks fuel into the exhaust, which heats the DOC. That's a part in the exhaust system that superheats the DPF. So you never even feel it running. The other cool thing is they've added an inlet air temperature valve. The inlet air temperature valve actually commands your truck to operate at a higher temperature. Paul, what have you been doing? Freaking I've, I've written so many blogs on DPFs and EGR <laughs> systems now that like seriously go and read Diesel Tuner's blog read some of this some of this craziness i we have provided so much detail about how emissions equipment works it, it's so interesting to me that now guys like clint cannon like danny was talking about because they've taken the time to learn and understand this stuff and now they've helped us by teaching us things like this is we now understand the dpf's not the devil 
Like really it works if you work with it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I, all I want to tell you, Caleb, is it's your truck. You're the one who's going to make the decision. It's coming out of your checkbook. You got to get your financial coordinator to sign off on it. Right? <laughs> I get it, man. Right, right. I get it. But at the end of the day, I just want you to realize there are a lot of options out there besides just that standard delete it and let it breathe. That's old technology. There's new stuff available. That was yesterday's well, paper. I'll, I'll tell you this, even I, from people I've talked to, and in addition to the warranty, which you so astutely raised is a very good point, there's the resale. I mean, it's hard to resell a deleted truck anymore because of the of, of EPA. You know, the, the lovely EPA coming and knocking on our doors. You can't you can't hardly sell a or trade in a deleted truck. You have to sell it to an individual. Maybe if you if you get it to that point. So, I mean, Danny's literally so excited. You're saying this, he's jumping up and down and waving his cell phone in the air right now. I was trying to answer a call that somebody (laughs) freaking tried to call me. How dare them during a podcast, but you're absolutely right. I, when I worked at the dealership, so many six, four guys, especially they're trying to dump their six, four, they've been, they've deleted it. And now they, they want to trade it in for six, seven or Duramax or whatever the case is. And I, now I got to tell them, Look, this truck is deleted. What do you think I'm going to do with this thing? Yeah. I got to go to the auction. I have to announce that it's deleted. Everybody that is even halfway interested is going to walk the other way, turn around, be gone. Benzo. Yeah. Nobody wants it's, to buy it. It's an inoperable truck, truck, technically. I mean, people really get they get scared. They shy away from deleted trucks when it comes to buying them in uh, at the auction and on the block and everything like that. I mean, it's a, it's a real deal. Yeah. I've also, I've, I've started to hear some scary stories about shops, small shops, repair and install shops in Texas, which we hadn't mentioned Caleb is from Texas, uh, but in Texas and actually getting visited by EPA, which EPA. I will forever now refer to them as EPA. Thank you, Caleb. I really appreciate that. Hey, Just in case the NSA the hacks my phone call calls. That's, they that's do. Right. No, they you're do. absolutely they correct. Do. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Officially named EPA. Um, this way, when the NSA listens to my phone calls talking about them, they, they don't really know who I'm talking oh, about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, oh, I, I think there are a lot of options for you. Um, I did want to talk a little bit, or I want Danny to talk a little bit maybe here about your transmission. You had mentioned your transmission in this truck. I think there's some huge areas of improvement. Get them, Danny. So that's a great point. I really wanted to talk about that. I don't know how you knew that, but the 68 RFE has kind of a bad rap, as we all know. Um, it's known for stacking shifts. It's known for being really sloppy as far as shift quality and, uh, things like that. And a lot of complaints come from customers that know what a truck is supposed to drive like. So one thing that I can always help somebody with personally, what we do is uh, transmission tuning. And when it comes to an edge monitor like that, unfortunately they don't have access to the transmission and that 68 RFE and, um, I know that when you EFI live the truck and you work with the right tuner, that thing is a night and day difference as far as the shift quality and um, how how it performs on the road. Absolutely. And there's also, there, there's some really cool features in the transmission tuning through like calibrated powers, EFI live calibrations, right? Uh, number one, they can raise the line pressure, which will increase your clutch holding capacity. That's a no brainer. To me, that's worth... 200 bucks it costs for trans tuning, right? Absolutely. But then on top of it, what they do is, is the lock, the, the torque converter earlier. So tell me this, you've gone out and driven the truck on a hard throttle from, from zero to 60 hard throttle, right, Caleb? Oh yeah. Okay. A lot of guys report back to me. They find the first three to four gear short shift really quick. So in other words, it'll come up to 3000 RPM and sit there. And then you just 
kind of feel it bump into the next gear, but you barely see the RPMs move. And you don't really exactly. feel it put the power on the ground until it locks the converter in fourth. That's what I mean by stacking shifts. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in the trans tuning with calibrated power, they lock the converter down in second. And, and what you see is not an improvement in peak horsepower. You find a massive, and I mean a massive improvement in usable horsepower. And that's the really huge part is when we were looking at the graphs, we'll look at, okay, well, what are you making at 3000 RPM in second gear? Say it's a hundred horse. I don't remember the number, but say it's a hundred horse. When you lock the torque converter and you put that power on the ground, you see it make 150 horse. And, and again, these are example numbers, but that's the percentage right. that we're seeing of improvement. And so it makes the truck just, it makes it drive like an Allison, which isn't that what we would all want. Wouldn't we all want a Ford frame with a Duramax motor or with a Cummins motor and an Allison behind it? Isn't that the perfect diesel? When I that would be the lot, perfect, yeah. perfect truck ever made. Give me that Ford interior. Give me that, that nasty, all that gaudy, blingy, just garbage. I love that shit. I just love that <laughs> shit. Um, and then, yeah, give me a Cummins motor that I could run straight six and straight six power and get the power out of. And then give me something that shifts like an Allison so I could actually enjoy driving it. The dream. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, Paul. <laughs> come on, man. But the thing, the difference between the edge monitor and custom EFI live tuning, they might have 15 calibrations that they have control of. And that's, like Paul said, better than stock. That's better than Absolutely. Yeah, having no uh, calibration adjustments. But when you get into custom tuning and you get into EFI live, um, you know, you have over 200 calibrations that you can toy with. And you don't have to crank those numbers through the roof to get the outcome that you want. You don't have to push your truck past operating limitations to try to get that horsepower, that fuel economy, or whatever your goal is. Absolutely. And I would also say uh, there's another part I think you should take consideration of for your trans. Doing a full trans build on a 68 is pricey. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys have shopped around, but... Ten grand for a Suncoast uh, Mega. Balled out. Like, oh, balled, balled out. Balled out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, can yeah. find them for, like, probably as low as 7500 Sure. Uh, so 7500 to $10,000 on a built transmission. Or do a high-pressure valve body kit. High-pressure valve, which is a plate you screw into the, the valve body in the mm -hmm. transmission. So you drill it in and mount it inside the transmission. We're running that with the King Tunes from Calibrated. They're making 500, over 500 horsepower to the rear wheels. Tell you what, Nick's truck's a nasty bitch to drive on the road. Just just a lot of fun, to be honest with you. And that's that's 140 bucks for the plate compared to $10,000 on a new transmission. Yeah. No, it's not going to hold the capacity of a $10,000 trans. The value is there. You know, if you want it, that's what it is. Uh, but I think there are other options to get you into like a nice 500 horsepower range to get you through your warranty. And then you can crank it up and go balls wild once you're out of it. You, you just oh yeah, once this thing hits 100,000 miles and one, it's it's going to be a different animal. Well, for you, that's going to be 2030. So. <laughs> yeah, seems like it. Well, that's the thing. You want to milk out that warranty as long as possible. You already paid for it, like we were talking about earlier, and it's already been wrapped into the price of the purchase of the truck. So why not try to milk that? Not that I'm a tightwad, but it's just because it, it makes sense. I'm a tightwad, yeah. I mean, I am too. <laughs> yeah, I am too, for real. But I'm just saying, you got to be frugal with stuff. And if you want to try to max this out and have the most fun and still be in our warranty and have the best of all the worlds, there's there's ways to do it. 
and there's so many twin kits available too so when you get after uh, over that hundred thousand you do want to go with the twin kit you mentioned the kit there's uh six different other kits i can think of off the top of my head that you know people all, are they all bend the pipe just a little bit differently don't they <laughs> Basically, yes. it does come down to the tuning though it is and just really find the right tuner that you trust do your homework like you were talking about, Paul, yep. talk to people that are running it. You don't have to be the guinea pig. You don't have to be the first one ever to do something. Do something that somebody else has already proven. Yeah, that's a good, solid way to do it. Yeah. Caleb, what other it's, question? It's oh. find, you know, Go ahead, bud. What's that? Oh, I was saying it's hard to find people down here that spend a lot of time tuning a Cummins. It, down here is more of a Ford world. Like like you said, they, they uh, love all the fancy, cushy shit on the inside. <laughs> Well, that's not a problem. Um, I'm sure Danny and I can dig up some guys we work with. Out, you said you're in the the greater Houston area. Yep. I'm sure, we can dig up somebody who's I don't know within two or three hours of you. I don't know. I don't know what our coverage in Houston is like off the top of my head, but we'll find one of the guys we work with out there, and maybe at least you can have a shop the reference to. Uh, I think this is also. I think this is a great time to bring up Caleb is also one of the many uh, listeners who have contacted us on our Facebook page. I really, really appreciated that, Caleb. You sent us a great message. It gave us a chance to get you on the show. If any of our other listeners would like to come on the show and talk about their truck and their future builds, please do so. But I believe Danny has another question here for you, Caleb. All right. No, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and being openly admitting that you run just a box programmer. Some guys are kind of shy to say, oh, I run an edge or just this. But it's not just that. You got a really cool truck. You got to start to your build. And that's why we wanted you on the show so we can have people like you that are in the same position to see where they can go from here. Absolutely, guys. And I appreciate y'all having me on the show. I appreciate all your input and advice. Not a problem at all. Any other questions for us before we let you go? No, sir. Excellent. Caleb, thanks again, man. You've been such a great sport to come on the show and let Danny and I abuse you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. And Paul, great job on your blogs. Paul is one of our authors. I, I uh, do some of the blogs here as well. But if you want to catch these blog articles, I recommend checking out the Diesel Tuners blog. I, I have a ton of time, and so does Paul, into these and their facts. Please check them out. Facts are at least uh, very strongly opinions, very strongly formed <laughs> opinions. Yeah, excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Boss. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions and quick tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Yeah, you two girls poking at me. I couldn't be here. I couldn't be here. Hey, all right, that that's it. Just because you all uh, there is to it. Want to leave work, you know, unexcusably. Right. Just leave. That's it. I was just out being lazy on a Friday. <laughs>